Good morning, welcome to the FTS Bet Slip Friday, 8th of April. Um, get this out early. Um, the EPL preview with Scott, I will add on the end, we recorded that um, Thursday. Got um, unbelievable, <laughs> it genuinely is, you have to laugh, unbelievable at home. Um, Sam's got two brothers, four sisters. Uh, brothers had a heart attack in hospital down in Devon. The other brother ran over her phone, which is a story I relayed uh, on the driveway. That's the first calamity of errors. That brother has now had a stroke. So she's now got two brothers in hospital. Um, blood pressure recorded of um, 256 over 160. 256. I've never heard anything like it. I've, I've had blood pressure on the highest side not you know nothing serious but um we've got a you know like a whatever 15 20 quid monitor um and can check it but i've never heard anything like it um so yeah he's not in good shape now so um got two of them uh twice you know in two weeks unbelievable um I mean, not a lot you can do. You just, but just obviously got to be there for you know they are older. Sam's fifty six. They're sixty six and seventy. Um, but it's the fact that her mum died at sixty seven. I think they're all panicking a little bit, but um, they're in the best place. And yeah, just got to be there. So my time, as I say at the minute, this um, little phase will get will end. It will move on, uh, and then Sam will go to Malta, and I'll have a nice little bit of peace. But. Um, yeah, no, I really feel for it at the minute. It's um, horrible. But what I will say to people is do check your blood pressure because obviously it's something that's, um, you know, sort of a bit more of another sort of silent type killer. Um, you can get those little monitors. They're not expensive. Or places like Boots do it for nothing. You can go into Boots and get a um, BP test and things and, you know, get it down via eating better, drinking less, smoking less and, you know, walking more. Everybody should walk more. You only look at... That you know, OT is a sort of FTS success story for what walking can do. Um, lost a ton of weight, walks ten thousand steps a day. Steve Williamson walks ten thousand steps a day. I walk ten thousand steps a day. Um, that's why we're machines. See, so do. But yes, so um, I am functioning as best as I can. Everything is running. FTS will continue to run. I've tried to contact everybody that I had little outstanding bits. Um, as I say, it will pass and we'll get back to where we should be. It's just all a little bit draining is the word. It's just a bit draining. Everything, everything for for what feels like, I don't know, when did this COVID business start? 2020? It feels like forever, doesn't it? Just everything feels like bad news all the time. Um, I did say, I said to Shazwash yesterday, as we get older, you tend to get more bad news than good news, don't you? But there we go. I am still a machine. And um, if you haven't seen the Dimitri Payet goal, watch that. What a goal that is. I think that is probably the best goal I've seen. If you haven't seen it, um, look that up. Uh, you can just if you put his name in Twitter or on the internet, Payet in the Europa, whatever. I don't know whether it was Europa League or the conference one last night. Um, fantastic strike. I mean, just obviously worked. It's a sort of worked on corner but what a hit that was fantastic goal and then old um tangai scored didn't he tangai scored in the old uh great big old quarter final tangai knocked it in didn't he um so there you go beautiful um 
see what happens and yeah, you know, I see them all jumping up and down and the ref has got a dodgy record red I've had a look at it this morning it's just a bit naive isn't it in European football Zuma needs to be a bit quicker and get across it is soft I'm not going to say it isn't it is soft but he is through and you're gonna if you're gonna do that there's a chance you're gonna get a red so it's just a bit naive but I think if Zuma is it got a bit rather than worrying about kicking cats wants to get a bit quicker and get in a covering area then might have got away with it but um oh so that's not over all set up for uh, for the um next leg isn't it go out there and nick one then who knows I have to say I mean I didn't watch it but I flicked over from the golf about three times and um Antonio, I mean, he's he scored a few goals against us, but fuck me, he is garbage, isn't he? he got another one. I used to, I used to say about Spurs players. Winks was one that the ball comes to him and it always has to bobble five, ten yards away from. Just can't seem the. All they do is play football all day. Get the fucking thing under control, man. It's unbelievable. Um, but there we go. Um, and the golf, obviously. I mean, we're in a. If you backed. Follow me in pre pre event. You're in a pretty good shape. Um, I mean, of all the players, obviously Smith played very well yesterday with the two double bogeys. Berger had a double bogey up the last, but you know his only four back. Johnson looked imperious. Johnson and Scheffler. I said to you both those. I'd be surprised if they've tr- they don't trade. They're both half the price they were. Uh, and Corey Connors, who I mentioned at seventy, is now twenty nine. Um, I have now, I did back them, small pre-event. I have now had um, top-up bets on Berger at 55, Connors at 29, and Johnson at 8.2. Um, so that's that's where I'm at um, currently going then. So I've done that. So if you want to do those, if you are following any of this small, you want to do it before um, play. Um starts um and hopefully you know they'll have good solid rounds today and be right in it and again you know i'm, I'm doing these with a view to trade i was gutted burger at the double yesterday and i will say fantastic round from um tiger um you know obviously the guy's been through a load um but to come back and shoot under par um is fantastic, but I will again say that's why that's why it's a club championship. There's not another course he would have done that if he'd come back to the US Open at Brookline, Riviera, Oakland Hills. Um, he wouldn't have done that. If it'd been an open at Troon, I don't think he'd have done it. It's it's the fact that he obviously knows this golf course inside out, played it hundreds of times, knows the greens, um, and knows, you know, very well how to plot his way around, hence, you know, won it five times. You know, Nicholas finished in the top ten at fifty eight. That's that's what this event does. Uh, finished in the top ten at fifty eight, beating defending champion Tiger Woods, by the way. Very much a lot of recency bias about Tiger, forgetting how good Jack was. Um but it's still to go out having not played a competitive round for 500 odd days and shoot 71 is um you know is a fantastic achievement and he's got himself in with a chance of of i'm not going to say i still don't think he's anywhere close to winning it but um you know as four rounds go on but he's got himself in a chance there um i did tell you i thought spieth would do better started well but i did tell you the likes of uh, thomas etc they're just not for me round here um you know, and ended up four over, DeChambeau four over, Oostazen four over, Kupka three over. So a lot of what I said in the preview, you know, has been 
pretty spot on. Um, you know, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a 90-man golf tournament and you need a bit of luck. But I think in a great place, I really like the way Johnson was playing. Um, Connors is a fantastic ball striker, as I said. And I think Berger, you know, he only had that one blip, unfortunately, at the last. I think he's still way too big at 55, only only four back. Um you know the the people in within sort of three four of the lead. It's very rare that anyone really springs out in this tournament. So I think those ones you can almost say now that um, it will come from those players that are I would think one under or better um, the winner. Um, and some of them I can put a line through Higgs, Nah, Cockrack, not for me. Will it? Not for me. Um, Woods, I don't think I'll win it. Fee now, I don't think I'll win it. Simpson, Varner. So there's quite a few I can put a, a line through. Um, which then leaves you just two or three, and, and we've got three of those in Johnson, Connors, and Berger. So they're my top-ups going into the second round. Um, as I say, we'll look to trade at your own peril, manage your own positions. Um, what else have we got? Oh, and obviously we've got the Grand National tomorrow, and I, I sent out yesterday and put it in the Telegram group. Andy Richmond has kindly agreed um, to share the sort of stuff he does and, and, and in effect it's like a a slimmed down version of what he did for Cheltenham. Cheltenham he did all the sort of pre-event stuff as well but he's going to produce on the day for us a race card with his pace maps, his symbols, his in-running notes um, and he's going to do uh, a little pricey of some of the races and a runner by runner guide on the Grand National itself um, and he's providing that completely free of charge so you can see what the sort of stuff is like. We're just trying to get a gauge of whether people want this sort of stuff going forward. Um, you know, obviously a massive amount of work into it. Thank him ever so much for doing that. But if you want that, the link was emailed out yesterday or is in the um, Telegram group. The one thing I cannot do is chase around people who haven't got emails and things at the minute, I'm afraid. I just haven't um, got the time or the energy for it um, with things. So uh, if you can... Um, um, you know, I can't help you if you've put your name down and haven't verified your email or things. I just can't do it. So anyway, right. So that's it. I am going to get off. Um, I will try and do a goals one tomorrow morning, Saturday. Just depends how things are. Uh, sort of feel like I'm living life on a knife edge. Never know whether this is going to turn any worse. Um, but um, I'm functioning, trying to function as normal. And I will do a goals pod tomorrow if possible. We've got Wigan Lincoln, which I might have to talk about. I'm getting obsessed with Wigan. What's going on? Um, and uh, I'm just going to hand over now to the preview, um, EPL preview with um, Scotty, where obviously we've got Spurs Villa. I'm going to get crucified if we lose. And um, the big one, Liverpool City game. So have a great weekend. And I'll be back with you all um, hopefully tomorrow. If not, definitely I'll do something on Monday. Um, right, there will be an intro before this. I'm just going to say hello, Scott, and explain to people we are recording this um, Thursday afternoon, ready for Friday, because of um, my numerous domestic woes that keep cropping up. So I appreciate you coming on early, Scott. I, you, know, you may not have finished all your research. I know you like to dig deep in the week and see where you're going. I do, yeah. Um, but I appreciate you coming on, and we're going to get straight into it, my old mucker. Um no problem. So I'm going to let you lead away with um, Newcastle, the old the old beheaders versus Wolves. <laughs> right, okay. Um, I've got nothing for this game, so it's a good start. And as far as result, it's an interesting. As on form, suggests clear, even though it's not in reality. Form shows that Newcastle, home and away, have not won a single game this season to be teams from the top half. 
And Wolves, we bottom half sides, have lost two, but away from, uh, have won six from eight and lost zero, which would suggest this is really favours Wolves. But Newcastle have improved under Eddie Howe, and even if they were thrashed 5-1 at Spurs last time out, I will go a draw and think Wolves, based on the stats, should not lose this game. And go on, go on, go on, beat them for Newcastle this season after beating them 2-1 at home earlier in the season in the reverse fixture. It's got my words out for their first, their first game, but yeah, I think a draw. Okay, you're, you're saying a draw, but nothing concrete. Um, yeah, I think it's a tricky game. I think, uh, uh, well, obviously, Wolves a great result against Villa in the old Midlands. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they beat Brazil because it's difficult to beat. It is, isn't it? When you're playing Brazil to beat them, but um, they turned them over what seemed quite comfortably. Uh, I did go to the Newcastle, Spurs-Newcastle game, um, and they set up you know, tough to beat. And it was one of them. I, I you know, was chittering in Suggsy's ear that we needed to play quicker and we were looked a bit ponderous. And then, of course, they get the goal and you think, here we go. But obviously getting the one back before half-time, yeah, I think, was yeah. a really important goal for Spurs. I think if they'd gone in 1-0 and had time to come out and set up, but one all, and then obviously Spurs getting the one instantly after the second half, and then they just ripped them to pieces. To be fair, after that, and yeah, they were excellent after they, that. They, they looked like oh, they looked like they could score every time they went. Yeah, forward. they did. Um, Harry yeah, was I, excellent. Yeah, obviously Newcastle at home slightly different. Um, they had won six of twenty three um, since twenty sixteen when they've been in the bottom six versus top half. As you say, none recently. Um, so all that is back in the old days. Um, they did somehow manage to beat West Ham in 2021, which is a nice result. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't have anything in the game like you. If somebody said to me, you've got to have a bet, I think I'd be one. You know, I think, I think Wolves are just a hard side to beat. I think they can, they just turn Very up right. and they're hard to beat. And, um, you know, I could see nil-nil or Wolves nicking it one-nil. Yeah. I, I still maintain that Eddie Howe can't make teams defend irrespective of that little flurry of good results they had. I just yeah. think defensively he's poor. Um, and uh, if, if I had to go, I would definitely go, yeah, Wolves. But no, I haven't got anything. I can't see anything in the goal markets that make any interest of me. Probably Yandels, no. but it's priced accordingly. Um, so, yeah, I've got nothing that really gets me excited in this one um, at all. Um, so we'll move on. So we'll move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, next one I've got is Everton v Manchester United. Um, another horrible game to call. It's a must-win game for both sides. And based on what I've seen from Everton, I have to take United to get the win in their fight for fourth place. Their record will be bottom half sides away. is pretty good, losing just at Watford. And surely the quality they do have can get them over the line via really awful-looking Everton, who have won just one game home or away with teams from the top half. And you do wonder where the next win is coming from. Has to be a way win for me. Yeah, I I absolutely, totally agree with you. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I couldn't believe that they didn't win that game last night. Um, I'm just trying to get the, when you click on Everton Man United, it comes up with the correct score market on Betfair or any time assist market. Another bit of fine Betfair technology. Yeah. Um, but, I went to bed last night. I always read the news and catch up on bits when I go to bed. It's one, That's when I sort of have a, what's been going on in the day. Oh, yeah. and, and I saw a telling quote from Sean Dyche that he told his players 
this lot can't win a game of football. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And uh, he's right. And I thought, well, that is... Uh, I mean, they are... You know, I've, I've said to you many times you know, that Brentford were the worst team I saw at Spurs, and that yeah. was until Everton turned up. And Everton at Tottenham were horrendous. I think to give up a 2-1 lead last night to Burnley in a game, I think the manager is completely out of his depth. I've seen some chat in the... Um, FTS Telegram group oh, yeah. build up to that game yesterday and saying that Lampard did a good job here. That I think Lampard is completely out of his depth. Completely, oh, I agree. I don't think he did a good job at Chelsea personally. I think he just happened to have you know some good players. Well, um, Tuchel turned it around with the same squad. Same actually, squad, so yeah, in no time at all. Better and, and yeah. Derby. Um, you know, at Derby, as we've said before, we had a load of Chelsea players on loan. Um, I. I just thought it was a bizarre, I've said it loads of times, bizarre appointment for yeah. the position they are in. Massive trouble. Matt, I mean, I, I, you know, I looked last night, I think they're going down. I can't see how they get, because I, I look at the fixtures, I can't see them getting anything here. They've no. got to play Leicester twice, they might get a point. They've got to play Arsenal, they've got to play Liverpool, they've got to play Chelsea. I just don't know where they're going to get points from. Agreed. Um, you know, Palace, I can't see them beating Palace. Um, you know, they've got to play Brentford, I think. So, I think, I know United have been Terrible. They have. But if there's a team that you want to play at the minute, it is Everton. Um, I'm not sure they're going to be able to even pick themselves up for this Everton. So, as I say, you, when when he got rid of Benitez, you know, before Benitez came in, they gave it to Ferguson for a little bit of caretaker while they yeah. were trying. And I just thought there is a man who has got a bit of grit and fight about him. Yeah, Everton through and through. And I could see him rallying the troops. I cannot see Lampard getting this lot rallying. Zero experience. Yeah, at all. Well, I, just, I just think even, you know, if you'd thrown Ferguson, yeah, he's not a man, proven manager, but that's how you get proven. I just think he'd have got that fight in them. Um, Agreed. And, and I just can't see it with Lampard. So I think United are, are pretty good value here for the win. Um, I'm not going to have a bet on them, but I couldn't put people off betting them. I, I'd be absolutely staggered if United don't. I mean, if United don't win this, it will say yeah. it will say how poor they are. It will because uh, this lot are they are absolutely there for the taking. They have got zero about them, absolutely Agreed. nothing. Um, Everton terrible defending is absolutely shocking, clueless. Yeah, mistakes um, every match, and and you know they've bought Deli Ali, um, El Ghazi, and. Van der Beek in January. Ali can't even get in the team. No, no, can't get in a team that's can't get in the team that's looking like going down and cannot win a game of football like that. I mean, amazing how that lad's career from where he was at Tottenham when he was a fantastic player in his early yeah. days, England World Cup, brilliant. He can't get in, and between the three of them, they haven't scored a goal or provided an assist. Those three players that they brought in, it just you know, and they were Lampard signings. He wanted a um, terrible state. So yes, I think all out, uh, Man United for me. Yeah, same. Over to you, son. Okay, I've got the next game. Arsenal beat Brighton. Right. I don't have a selection for this game, but we're so close on Arsenal team goals, but they have not performed well when I put them up, so I've avoided it. But as far as the result, this has to be a home win, as Arsenal are so strong at home, especially against bottom half sides. And in fact, against teams placed 10th and below, they have won 7 from 8, and overall uh, have only lost here to the top three placed sides. Brighton are in free fall and just can't put the ball in the net. Failed to score in six of the last seven. And the concerning thing is, whereas they're in the season, they were creating plenty but not putting them away, 
they're creating a lot less as well now. The XG figures have gone down a lot recently, which of course makes it even harder. I just can't have Brighton at all, and surely Arsenal can win this by two plus goals. And I predict you're going to agree entirely. I, I actually think I just talked about a malfunction when I clicked the Everton thing, a different mark. I actually think there's a malfunction on the prices in this game because <laughs> I cannot. I, I mean, you'll get. I'll get called a response. This is a fucking mortgage job. This is an absolute mortgage it job. It would be a shock, wouldn't it? This is an absolute mortgage job on Arsenal. They are one of the best teams in football at home against small sides. Yeah. Brighton have got 20 points since October the 1st. 20 oh, points. If they, hadn't, if they hadn't started well, they would be right in that, that bottom three. Big time. They, you know, they're, they're lucky that they had some decent performances before the season got going. They're terrible. You know, anybody... How often have you seen Potable? Can you believe he was linked with fucking Man United? Can you honestly... Well, I don't know what is the matter with people, what they watch. And they keep going on to this. Well, yeah, they they should have scored, but they didn't fucking score, did they? And that's his job. His job is to coach them to score and coach them to defend. They're fucking awful. I, I honestly cannot... When I looked at this, I could not believe how Arsenal are not sub 1.5. Yeah. And I'm looking at 1.68 on my screen at the now, and I still keep looking at it thinking it can't be right. Yeah, it's got to be an error. You're looking at the right market, yeah. And, and of course, you know, if they don't win, people will go over there. This is an absolute mortgage job, Arsenal winning this game. Yes, they got turned over by Palace. I didn't see the game at the midweek, but that was a way. Palace is never an easy place to go. It's not. You know, they, they can get up. And yes, obviously, Arsenal haven't shown up, but... I can guarantee you he will have them 100% focused the yeah, mind here, and you are playing a shit football team. That yeah. is what you're, you're playing. One of, the, one of the worst teams in the football league. I mean, if you look at their last 12 results, they have drawn four, won one and lost the rest. The drawn four, Palace, Leicester, nil-nil with Norwich. You know, yeah. it's, they're, they're crap. They're apps. The only team they beat is Watford. They're, they're, they're awful. Lost 3-0 to Burnley, and Burnley are poor. They've lost 2-0 to Villa. Villa have been playing shite. They've lost 2-1 to Newcastle. Newcastle ain't any great shakes. They're absolutely garbage. And you can Not take good. your potable, all you potable fans, people like Matt Stevens, and shove it right up your arse, because he's a fucking disaster. <laughs> well, no, we talk about this bit, come to Spurs, England job, and that is fucking terrible. Piss off. Get rid of it. It fucking annoys me. Absolute. Fill your boots. Fill your boots mortgage job. One or two points. Two points. Get as many on as we can get. As much as we can take. Walk in the bookmakers. Ask Paddy Power, how much can I get on, mate? (laughs) Right, go. Right, You do know, see, I do set myself up. If they don't win, I'm going to get absolutely crucified. (laughs) I can understand if anyone who knows anything about football currently and and confidence or whatever, they'll agree with you. Yeah, no, I think it is. I mean, you know, Arsenal fans, I know, are getting jittery because they got beat or we won't beat this there. Arsenal are fantastic at home against small sides, as you pointed out, and they are miles, miles, miles better than Brighton Football Club. Yeah, they are. Simple as that. Right, let's go. Okay, next game I've got is Southampton-Chelsea. Okay. Again, a no-bet game again as far as goals and as far as a result. I would take Chelsea to edge a tricky game. Away, they are very good, especially against bottom-half sides. 
And in fact, from ninth downwards, they have won eight, drawn one of their nine games away so far. And OK, I don't think this will be that straightforward at all. But they need to win far more than Equi Central Southampton at home, the top half sides have yet to win as yet. And OK, admittedly, they've drawn five of those six. Chelsea have a good recent record here, winning five, drawing one of their last six visits. And I think they can edge this game again and get the three points. You're going for Chelsea, yes? Sorry. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. I I mean... I know that form's a little bit indifferent at the moment. Yeah, I mean, obviously pasted in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, really indifferent team, though, Southampton, aren't they? Um, yeah. I mean, the Brentford-Chelsea result, obviously... You know, Ericsson, son, son, he's our number 23. Ericsson. <laughs> As I said, I think a fantastic sign from, but God knows what went on there. I didn't yeah. watch any highlights or anything, but, oh, um, and, and Tuchel clearly not happy. Again, I saw a quote last night. He basically said, if we play like that, we'll get beat by Southampton and stuffed by. Um, Real Madrid, didn't he? I think after the game last night. Oh, right. I didn't uh, say that's what I think he said. I think he said if we play like that, we'll lose at Southampton and we'll get stuffed at the Bernabeu, something like that. Yeah, it um, did surprise me them losing quite like that to Real. But Southampton are just a funny, funny side. I mean, all previous early season, it was all oh, they can't hold on to a lead. Then they had a really good spell, particularly yeah. at home. They look really strong at home. Um, and now, you know, they've won the last win they had was back in the beginning of March. Lost to Villa 4-0, lost to Newcastle, lost to Watford, stuffed by um, City in the Cup. Yeah. And then a draw away to Leeds. Um, I can't see how they beat Chelsea, personally. You know, obviously Chelsea are in a little bit of a thing. I I think Southampton are knackered. I think the way he gets them playing, I think the squad's knackered and they're they're sort of relying on um, Ward-Prowse dead balls and free kicks and things like that. So I'd be very surprised. I haven't got a bet, but I'd be very surprised if Chelsea didn't um, win this game. Yeah. I actually saw something. What your viewers on this? You watch more football than me. Somebody posted, did Ward Prowse must have scored a free kick, did he, the other last week? Did he score a free kick? I think kick? he did, yeah. Somebody posted that James Ward Prowse must be the best free kick taker ever. Oh. Ever. Uh, no, no, he's definitely one of the best in the world, I would say, at the moment. Mm. But he's got to do it for a while yet before yeah. you can start saying he's the best ever and stuff. It's amazing how we overreact to things, isn't it? I yeah. thought, really? I thought I've seen him and he's okay. And yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but the best ever. Um, are they the same people that say Ronaldo are amazing for free kicks as well? Are they? Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you live in that. I mean, I think Beckham's got to be up there as one of the, one of yeah, the Messi's ever. record's very good. Yeah, for free Messi's kicks very as well. good. Um, and obviously, a couple of the Brazilians, agree with Beckham, yeah, as well. Yeah, a couple of the Brazilians were fantastic. The names yeah. I can't recall off the top here, but there's a couple of Brazilians who've been fantastic over the years. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Best ever, James Ward Prowse. So, I think oh, actually, okay. we've I actually, I actually think, and I actually think it was a Spurs supporter who said it. I think it was a Spurs fan oh. who said it. I don't follow um, Southampton fans other than. The footballing ones, Peter, uh, the betting ones, Peter Webb, and yeah, that, but I think it was a Spurs fan who said uh, he's the best ever. Um, but yeah, Chelsea round about even money, um, yeah. with given their wobble, I wouldn't want to bet them, but I'll be surprised if they don't, yeah, same, mm. right? Next, okay, Watford leads. 
um, goals appeal in this game. But as far as the result, I think it's such a hard game to call as Watford were pretty good v Liverpool away last time out and really should have scored at least one themselves and played like that. And they should give this Leeds side plenty of problems. Saying that, Leeds coming to this unbeaten in the last three and certainly showing improvements now in the marsh. And especially last time away in their 3-2 win v Wolves, coming from 2-0 down. And OK, Wolves were down to 10 men, but they had a two-goal lead to protect and usually pretty strong at the back. So Leeds to score three is pretty good in my opinion. And as, as for the game and my selection, I, I will hope for a high-scoring draw because the bet I like is over two and a half goals in the match. Pinnacle go 1.8 if you're lucky enough to be able to get on with them. And the exchange is 1.78. It's been getting backed all week. It was 1.8 bet 365, but it's been backed all the time. Um, Watford, seven of the last nine here, this has landed. And Leeds away, nine of their last 11, this has landed. And I'm hoping for a nice attacking game. And I'm hoping for like a 2 2 or something like that. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. Okay. I mean, it is, it's garbage versus maybe slightly better garbage. Yeah. Um, I actually agree with you. I quite like the goals in this. Watford have played four games against bottom six sides in the bottom six, and all of them have gone over two and a half. Um, I certainly think it will trade whatever. You know, I can't see this being a nil-nil. So I think it's, no. I think it will trade um, 1.83. So for me, it would be one of mine. Wait till it gets to two and then drip in and trade yeah. on goals. So I'd back up what you'll say there. Um, I'll be cue the nil-nil, Scotty, but I'll be amazed if yeah. I'll be amazed if it is nil-nil this one. Right. Go on then. Next one I've got is Aston Villa v Tottenham. Mm. It's a no-bet game again for me as far as goals. And as far as the result, I will take Tottenham to edge this game as they come into this game having won five of the last six in the league and playing Aston Villa side. They have beaten the last six, same, six times they played in the league and also did beat 2-1 at home earlier in the season in a reverse fixture under Nuno, which says a lot as they were pretty bad in the main under him. Villa have lost their last three, all the teams in the top half and all below Spurs in the table and think Spurs can win again, away win. Well, I, I, I like to hear you say it, I'll be honest. I like to, I, I still live in the world of um, Tombola football. OT yeah. um, tweeted me that uh, Spurs are on the drift and don't people know that Spurs are playing Villa. Um, the Gerard Ball days seem to be deflating. Um, and I'll be honest, I said I've not hidden it. I'm not sure that he's the right man. We'll find out. Um, you know, I admire him for coming and doing it because I think yeah, he's nailed on. For the, I think he's nailed on for yeah. the Liverpool job, and obviously every bad result puts that in jeopardy. Yeah. Um, you know, and clearly the guy would love to manage Liverpool. Um, and they'll, you know, I know, you know, we've got a lot of Villa fans on. FTS, they are good lads. You do get yeah, they are. Banter. They're excellent. You do get a lot of banter with them, but they do tend to stick to their guns and quite be. They've been poor. They have been poor. I mean, I'd go back to that game I watched against Arsenal. I thought they were terrible. Obviously, losing a Wolves last week. Yeah. Spurs are in form. Spurs have won fifteen out of twenty-six away to middle table teams. Villa have only won three out of ten home to top six since twenty sixteen. Um, you know, obviously went down, come up, but I just, yeah, I'm, 
I'm nervous because it's Spurs and we've got Tom Bowler and then we can throw in a performance like we did against Middlesbrough, Burnley, yeah. this and the other. But I thought we were really good last week. I thought we played really... I thought when we got control of the game, you know, we looked really dangerous going forward. Yeah, Romero, yeah, yeah. Romero is making us look more solid at the back. Um, Dyer's actually... As, you know, I've criticised him, but he's actually playing quite well. I think benefiting from having Romero alongside him um, and actually playing the same formation and the same players is helping. Yeah. Um, the new lads have come in, Benton Kerr and, and um, Kulachevsky. And I think they're just, yeah, I think, oh, oh, I think Spurs will win the game. Um, That's uh, unreal, isn't it? They've won their six times in a row in the league. Yeah, well, they're whipping boys, aren't they? They're mould. They're mold. I've got to be careful because I am going to get absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed if Phil win this game. <laughs> my, my Twitter and Telegram life, I might as well go and throw my phone in the canal. Um, or but, drive over it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go and join Sam's. But, yeah, um, yeah I... I think Spurs will Spurs will win this game. I do. I, I think if I was having a bet, I'd have a little lay. I can't see Villa winning it. I'd have a lay of Villa, yeah, um, half a point at three point four if people want to. But uh, I'm not going to put that as an official because it's Tottenham, no. and like they they just make me nervous. Tottenham, you know, I've seen this so often with Tottenham when they cut, they've got a chance really to put their destiny in their own hands and they go and cock it up. So yeah, um, I'm hoping that the Conte era is slightly different, but. We'll wait and see, but I do think Spurs will win. I think Villa are pretty poor. Um, and I don't think Gerard Ball is what it cut out to be. And I know they're all saying big summer and clear it out. I'm still not fully convinced that he's yeah. the man for where they want to get to. You know, if I think they want to be mid-table, then he probably is. But I think the fans have got bigger aspirations than that. They're getting back to the sort of Martin O'Neill top six days. And yeah, I don't think he's the man to break them into that pers- personally from what I've seen. And he certainly shouldn't be fucking England manager, Benjamin. Oh, I'm gonna keep, not. I'm going to keep holding you to that because I've got it fucking photographed. He should be England manager. Uh, ridiculous. He won a two fucking two Bob League in fucking Scotland. Yeah. Um, right. Next. Right. Next game is Brentford West Ham. No bet game again. And as far as the result, I will go Brentford not to lose. I can see at least a draw, maybe even the win. Since Ericsson has arrived, they have improved plenty. And last time out, they got a truly excellent four-one away win at Chelsea. And it was all by and it was all by account, thoroughly deserved. And they play a West Ham side. They already beat 2-1 away early in the season. That away have failed to win in their last four. It's a tough game for sure, but Brentford's confidence must be sky high after that. And they can get at least a draw here, maybe even win the game. Brentford not to lose for me. Okay. So would you then, um, what a West Ham, 2.7 to 2.8 to lay. Would you lay West Ham? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I suppose I would. It's a brave, it's, it's a bit braver than I like, but yeah, because um, that's quite a high price. But um, I, do, I, I do think Brentford won't lose. I am going to have a bet here. I am going to have half a point on Brentford to win because I think Brentford are going to win the game. Oh, right, well, so we're on I, similar lines again. I then, think yeah. Brentford will tick over. I think Ericsson is a fantastic signing. I think you've got to factor in... Um, we're recording this Thursday. West Ham have a massive game tonight. Yeah. For them, you know, a quarter final is a massive game, apparently. Finals and that, that but the quarter final is huge. It's monstrous. <laughs> you know, the yeah. whole world, the whole world's got to stop because we're in a quarter final. Um, honestly, it's pathetic. Isn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, people, West Ham fans throwing quarter finals at me. We're in the Champions League final, like. 
two and a half years ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, they've got a massive game against Leon tonight. Uh, Brentford are, I think, going to get themselves well safe. I think Ericsson is the inspired signing. Fantastic yeah. result last week will give them belief that they can beat anybody. Um, so I think I fancy Brentford to go and nick it. West Ham have only won two away games out of the last seven away to middle third. So like you, you could take the view of lay West Ham and get the draw yeah. on your side. But we're going to stick half point on Brentford and I will love it. Just love it if I see Ericsson's name pop up on that scoreboard. I will love <laughs> it. Um, so that's it for me, yes. Right, OK. Uh, next up is Leicester Crystal Palace. Another tricky game to call. I certainly have no bet. And as far as the game, I think I will get that reinforced fence out again and go the draw. Leicester, we have, we have said numerous times, are not even close to the team of previous seasons. And yes, the injuries have not helped. And play a Crystal Palace side that must be full of confidence currently, who have lost just one and eight in the league and away are unbeaten in five and playing some good football. And in the last away game, won 2 0 at Wolf, which is truly excellent form. And I think they can get at least a draw here and don't see them losing the game. Okay, uh, I'm going to have a bet in the game again. Ooh. Um, I'm going to bet the draw. I'm betting that the, the, you know, the, the less goals you have in games, the more likely you have a draw because obviously you've got the nil-nil and the one-one yeah. game to play. And I, 18 out of 18 out of 29 of Palace's away games as a mid-table team, two mid-table, have under, had under two and a half goals. 11 of 17 out of Leicester's have had under two and a half goals. Um, you could take the view and back the unders, but I'm going to back the draw around about 3.5. So we'll have half point on the draw at Leicester Palace. I think that's a pretty good shout. I can see this end in 1-1. Yeah, and they drew in their reverse fixture yeah, as well. I couldn't, I couldn't even put you off back in 1 1 in the correct score market and Dutch yeah. and, and, you know, perhaps throwing in 1 1 0 1 1 0 Dutch and those and trading around them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll back the draw for half a point for an official. Right. Okay. And the next up, oh, God, cool, what a game. Norwich, Burnley. No back game again. And as far as the result, well, Burnley, fresh from beating fellow strugglers, Everton surely will fancy their chances of consecutive wins at where 20th place Norwich. As if they play like they have in their last four away, they should get the point. As in the last away game, they lost 2-0 at Brentford late on, who are ticking along nicely at the moment. And then in between drawing at Arsenal and Palace, which is great form, they won at Brighton 3-0. If they play to the level of those games, they should win this game. Norwich are rightly bottom and think Burnley can win their win again here, much like they did 2-0 back in July 2020 when they last met there. Away win. Um, yeah, I mean, Norwich, Norwich, bottom six versus bottom six. Uh, and obviously they came, they were in the Premier League, went down, come back up. So we've got a season yeah. where they went in that. So since sort of 2019, in that spell where they've been in the league, gone out, gone up, they've pretty much been bottom six. They've played 10 games against other bottom six. They've won two and lost eight. Um, interestingly enough, and, and I'm not having a go at you, but you were talking, I saw you in a thread on Twitter talking about teams that, must win and have to win and this, that and the other. Oh, yeah. Um, and I fundamentally disagree with it. I just think, again, it's a bit like the red card thing that people don't have any accurate data. And then well, you'll say, oh, Burnley must win this game. And then they do win it. They'll go, well, yeah, they had to win it. But 
actually the teams they how often does that happen i can remember bradford getting out of jail wigan getting out of jail but pretty much they're not capable of winning games because they're fucking terrible and it doesn't matter who they're playing or whether they're playing them I in fucking january or may they're just shit i do think if there's teams who both need a point perhaps to be safe you yeah. might get a draw play out but i think when these teams are playing like old oh, burnley must win you know and they'll probably will they know everton's result yes will it you know so that might give me they will but the bottom line is norwich are fucking shite and burnley are pretty shite uh norwich are down yeah burnley have in a scrap to go down but norwich are just terrible so if i i'm not got a bit but if i had to have one i'd have to go with burnley um you know and not because they must win i think just because they're marginally better than a really bad yeah. norwich side that have got a goal difference of minus 45 <laughs> Right. Right. Final Go game of the weekend. Go on. Yeah, this is the week. This is the most poxy one of the weekend, isn't it? Smallest yeah, game. yeah. Smallest game of the weekend. Man City v Liverpool. No bad game for me. I do actually think Man City are a good price to win the game at 2.12. Um, and also to score a couple of team goals. But as you know, I am a big pessimist with Liverpool, especially in huge games. For what it's worth, I think the two sides play to their best. There's then City are the better team. And I can't see anything but a City home win. And with their far easier running, that should see them champions again. City, since 2010, have played Liverpool in the league here 12 times, winning seven, drawing four, and losing just the once, 4-1 back in 2015. The way City dominate the ball makes them hard to play uh, against. And even Anfield, the 2-2 earlier in the season, City were the better side and should have scored more goals. City are far too strong here, and I think they win 2-1, 3-1. Um, yeah, I think City win this game. Um, I thought that was a big prize, 2.1. I, I, I had a look at Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool have been top six for God knows how long now. Yeah. But I had a look at them. They've played 20 in their last 24 games against top six sides. They've won nine, drawn eight, and lost seven. But when you look at the ones they've won, they beat Arsenal, who, you know, Arsenal haven't been flying. No. They, beat, they beat United and United haven't been flying. They beat West Ham, they beat Spurs, they beat Leicester, they beat Burnley. So when you sort of look at their wins, yeah, they're against teams that I think, yeah, well, I'd expect them to probably beat them. You know, and I know the United game's a big derby, but... Yeah, they've been they've been significantly better than Man United for a number of years now. Um, they're better tight side than Spurs. They're a better side than West Ham. They're a better side than Leicester. So there's nothing. And then you start, like you say, you start looking at the games like Chelsea, Man City, and then the numbers get a bit more yeah. um, distorted. And and City have only lost five of twenty six home to big sides, um, and most of those have been against Spurs because we just can turn up and for some reason have a hex on them. I don't know why, yeah. but three of those, three of those five are Tottenham Hotspur. Well, um, yeah, certain team styles don't suit certain teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? I don't know how we, you know, we can go and get duffed up at Middlesbrough and Burnley and then we go to Etihad and win. I've just no idea what yeah. goes on with our team. Um, so I do think that this will settle the title personally. And I do think that Man City will come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think Liverpool have been the one thing you got. So Liverpool have been in fantastic form. City were looking a bit of a but Liverpool have been in absolute blazing form. So 
I won't be watching it, but I imagine it will probably be a bit of a cracker of a game. Um, I reckon it will, yeah. I do I do think at the price. The price is probably about right. Maybe City a little bit big. I, I expected to see them about 2.0. Um, so I'm not going to stick my neck out and have a bet on them, but I do think that City will prevail um, in what will, would, you know, what hopefully should be a cracking game. Um, and that'll yeah, be you done. Then, then that'll, that'll put you lot back in your box for another season. Hopefully then they duff you up in the FA Cup. You draw, I don't know, Real Madrid and get done in the Champions League and we can all just get on with our lives then, can't we? Until <laughs> next season. And then next season, Antonio Conte takes over world domination. That's it. So I've got it yeah. all mapped out. Um, right, as I say, thank you very much for doing this early. Um, no problem. Have a wonderful weekend. I will, I will be in touch sometime over the weekend. I don't know when. Um, but that's it, guys. And there'll be there'll have been a bit of stuff before this, or a bit of stuff at the end. I don't know myself yet, but we'll see how it goes. And we did say obviously for your family that um, that everyone thinks the same that they both pull through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I just wish they're dropping like flies. I don't know what to do. Fortunately, it's not me. See, my side machine like. Yeah, machine like. Everyone's like you, Ian. Grand lived to ninety eight. Um, granddad lived to ninety seven. My old man, though I don't speak to him, he's going into his nineties. See, you got me yeah. for you got me for about another forty years. Don't worry, yeah. banging away on it. Just think how grumpy I'll be when I'm about seventy five doing this. <laughs> Just think how grumpy I'll be rattling away <laughs> then. Still be winding them Villa fans up. I'd love it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm dreading. I'm dreading if we don't beat them. You will. I will be going into hiding if we don't beat them. I'm telling you. <laughs> right. Take it easy, and I will see and you then. soon. All right. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.